We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. excuse me, 32, verse 22. New King James Version. Let me know when you get there. Everybody's there? All right. I'll read it for you. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the the name, excuse me, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun arose on him, and he limped on his hip. Somebody shout amen. Um, I'm not going to recap last week. Um, It's very intentional. If you were not here, you missed it. Um, (laughs) So I won't give you the benefit of me recapping last week. If you want to hear it, go on the podcast or watch it on the, the, the stream, whatever. Um, but you're not going to get that today. You're not to get that tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> the narrative we just read um, took place when Jacob was 97 years old. I, I want you to get the, that That struck me. I was very intentional about trying to find his age. I spent a lot of time trying to find it. Um, He was an old man um, at 97 years of age, still longing for something. Jacob spent 97 years of his, his life wrestling for success. He, he wrestled for, uh, respect. He wrestled for position. Um, and, and finally, when he's 97 years old, he gets into this thing with God. He wrestles with God. And in the progress of that, he comes face to face with God. And because he finally had a real encounter with God at 97 years old, Jacob finds himself in that moment. And he's blessed by God. I thought that was a beautiful, encouraging story. It was positive. It was amazing. And I was excited for Jacob. At 97 years old, he is finally able to find himself. 
I'm just going to be honest with y'all because I like being honest. That scared me. Because I don't want to waste the better parts of me being somebody I don't want to be. I don't want to waste my good parts chasing somebody else's dream. Jacob spent his entire life chasing after something, working for something, wrestling for something. And at finally at 97, he realizes this ain't necessarily what I want. It took him 97 years, y'all, 97. I told my father the other day, I said, dude, I found out he was 97 to finally have a face-to-face with God. And when you, have, when you finally have that experience with God, you finally get to meet yourself. And it changes the trajectory of your life. I looked at his story and I said to myself, God, I want my moment now. I don't want to be chasing the dreams of Facebook. I don't want to be chasing the dreams of Instagram. I don't want to be chasing my girlfriend's dream or my friend. I don't want to be chasing their dreams because I may end up at the end of this thing 20 years later saying I never wanted it. And I'm dissatisfied where I am. Even though I have all of the success and I've accumulated all of these things, I may be dissatisfied where I am simply because I was being someone who I never really wanted to be. I'm all about saving time, y'all. Listen, God doesn't have to redeem time if you just go ahead and meet him. If, if, if you're willing to just step into his presence and say, God, I'm here, and just do whatever you desire to do, he can change the trajectory of your life. But many of us will keep holding on to these dreams that everybody cast on us. And then I'm, I'm 45 and I have a midlife crisis. I was so inspired by Jacob's story. Can I have an honest moment? It scared me. So then I started looking at my own life and said, God, am I doing anything that's not on your agenda for me to do? Am I doing anything other than what you have for me? Because here's the thing. I could end up missing the better part. I could give my youth to something that does not matter. I could give my heart to somebody who does not matter and find out when I'm five years into this marriage that you never loved me. And as a matter of fact, I don't even like you. I got three little points that I just want to share with you. Y'all ready to get into it? Okay. Let's go to verse 25. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. 
but he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Point number one, write this down. The danger of going the distance with God. Say that with me. The danger of going the distance with God. Um, the phrase going the distance in the fighting world means completing a fight without a knockout or submission. Um, and the winner is um, deemed the winner based upon the accumulation of points. A good example of this, which is one of my favorites, um, you can't be like down for the culture if you don't know this. If you ain't never seen Rocky One, if you ain't never seen Rocky One, really? Okay, we're gonna do something quick. This is <laughs> raise your hand if you've seen Rocky One. Oh, okay, so we got a decent amount of folk who know who Rocky Balboa is, the Italian stallion. Okay. Um, Rocky One depicts um, this fighter, Rocky Balboa, who's uh, a bit of a nobody of a fighter. Um, he gets a chance to fight the champion, uh, who's Apollo Creed. He's a brother. They didn't know what they was doing back then. They made the brother. But anyway, um, Apollo Creed was the reigning champ. And um, as the, the narrative goes, he gets his chance um, to fight Apollo Creed, um, and he gets into the ring with Apollo Creed, which he should have never done based upon who he was. Um, but based upon who Apollo was, this fight should have been finished within a couple rounds. He should have dusted Rocky off, like knocked out the Italian stallion. It should have not been a fight. Um, but as it kind of goes, Rocky's got all this theme music behind him, you know, in the movie. And um, he, he, he kind of goes and he's fighting, he's fighting, and he makes it to the end. He goes the distance with Apollo Creed. He goes all the way to the end of the fight with Apollo Creed. And Apollo Creed doesn't end the fight without us. He doesn't end the fight with a submission. And, and, and what happens when you go the distance with somebody that you're not supposed to go the distance with, they call out a moral victory. You know, like, in the eyes of the people, Rocky won, even though he lost by, by, you know, by the cards. He won because he went the distance. He should have knocked him out a long time ago. He should not even be in the ring with him. He shouldn't have lasted one round. But since he went the distance, Rocky won in the eyes of the people. And even in Rocky's heart, he won because he was calling for Adrian. And, he, you know, he, he, was, he thought he won. Y'all remember that? Jacob finds himself in a royal rumble with God, the champion. And what is, what is, what is, what is interesting about the, the, the battle, the royal rumble that took place at the river of Jabbok, is that the champion God isn't losing to the challenger, but he ain't winning. Like they're in this thing, they're locked up, and every now and again, God gets him into a lot, you know, an arm bar, and then you know he works his way out, and then Jacob gets God by the head, and he's holding God, but 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 God is not winning, nor is he losing. And it looks like for a moment that Jacob is getting ready to take a moral victory over God because he goes the distance. Daybreak is slowly coming, and God has already called it. He says it's stopping at daybreak, and it looks like that God is not going to get Jacob to submit. The most dangerous place that you can be with God 
is to feel like you're going to go the distance of your life and continue to wrestle and fight with him and somehow get a moral victory over God in the end. Like God is not going to make me submit my heart, my mind, and my soul to him. I'm just going to keep working him and fighting with him all the distance that I can. I'm going to keep pushing him. But here's the problem with time to take God the distance. At some point, you put God in the position where he has to break you in order to bless you. We shouldn't be going back and forth the way that we're going back and forth. And I've, I've given you grace, and I've given you grace, and I've given you grace, and I've blessed you, and I've shown you that I'm God, and you still will not submit. And at some point, you force God to break you first so he can bless you. Do you know that I can wrestle with God? So long that he'll let me experience heartbreak. So I finally give him my heart. Do you know that I can wrestle with God for so long that he will life break me down to a point where he is the only person that I can turn to. At some point, you have to submit to God. And if you determine that you don't want to, God says, I will break you first. Then I'll bless you. I don't want you to get it twisted. God is only here to bless you. But if you force my hand, I'll break you. For some reason, we've got this, this theology that we can just play with God. We go back and forth with him. Like, oh, God's winning. And, uh, oh, he's here and I love God and sometimes I hate God and God is not there. And I don't really know God. And then, oh, God, you're great. God, is, I'm tired of this back and forth. I'm not going to keep wrestling with you. We're not, this is not going the distance. Either I'm going to bring you or you're going to submit. I grew up in the, in the, in the cozy church. And I used to listen to this stuff when I was little. And then we used to have this thing on Friday nights called testimony service. And I had no idea what I was listening to. Shame on them for letting the kids stay in church that long. But you'd be in testimony service, and somebody would get up because it was like mic night, right? You know, you'd get up and sing your song. And on Friday night, they would get up, and people would get up there and say, God arrested me. I'm a kid now. God arrested you. I'm calculating how God could do that. But I didn't know what they meant. But after I read Jacob's story... God says, listen, I'm here to bless you. I'm here for you to experience my grace, but I will break you first. This is not going the distance. This, this, is, this is not the Italian stallion against Apollo Creed. Do you know that God has never lost? Listen to me. If all of hell can't defeat our God, what makes, what makes you think that you can? All of, all, of, all of Satan and all of his imps and everything that he does, he cannot defeat our God. What makes you think that you will? I'm not giving you my mind. It cracks me up because we sing these songs all the time and we're here and we're talking and you will sit in this atmosphere and say, I'm not giving you my heart. 
process, I'm not going to continue to do this with you. This is not going the distance. Because if, it's, if it does, I'll break you. Okay? Are you getting anything? Let's get point number two. Let's go to verse 25. Now, now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of the joint <clears throat> as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Point number two is this. The pain of holding on to your character. Say that with me. The pain of holding on to your character. In verse 26, God announces that, listen, bro, the fight, the fight's over. I'm done. Let me go. I'm finished. I got other things to do. And when I, when I read that, something stuck out to me. Is that because at this point, God has already dislocated Jacob's hip. And God says, yo, the fight's over. I'm done. I'm leaving. And when I started to, to, to look at that, I said to myself, God was willing to walk away from Jacob and leave him in pain. Did you, you see that? God says, yo, we fought enough. I'm, I've been going back and forth with you for many years. And at some point he says, I'm going to leave you with a limp. Do you know how tragic it is to come in presence of, come into the presence of a God who raises the dead to life, who makes the blind see, who makes the lame walk. You come into that same God's presence and they walk out whole, but you get left with a limp. It startled me because God was done. He says, the fight's over, cuz. And, and, and Jacob is laying there in pain. He's hurting, trying to figure out what he does. And God was willing to walk away from him and leave him with a limp simply because Jacob wouldn't submit. I wonder how much unnecessary pain we're experiencing because God says I'm not going to wrestle with you no more I wonder where you're limping <laughs> where you should be whole because God says I'm not doing that with you anymore now here's, here's the thing the Bible says that you know, God will never leave you nor forsake you he didn't leave him but I'm not getting caught up in this situation anymore. Where in your life won't you submit? And where in your life are you limping? Where are you feeling pain? Because you won't submit to God. God says, listen, I'm cleaning my hands of death. I've invested my time in this and you just won't get it, bro. So I'm gone. 
I'm leaving. Now, here's the thing. God was all in Jacob's life. He never knew it, but God, he wasn't leaving his life, but he was leaving that situation. You keep coming to, 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 to church, and, 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 and Pastor Wanzel specifically, he's calling out things in your life that I want you to submit to me, and I've given you opportunities to submit those things to me, but you won't. And at some point, God says, listen, go ahead and do your thing. Okay, y'all sitting there in disbelief like I ain't preaching already. Listen, the, 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 first, the first king of Israel, his name was Saul. He was a big dude. He played. The, he looked. He looked the part. And, um, but he was a coward in his heart. God still used him, and he didn't understand that it was God using him. He thought it was him. So God would try to prove, him, like, listen, bro, I need you to do it my way. I, I need you to do it my way. And, and, and he wouldn't do it. He just refused. So at some point, God, listen to me. God allowed a tormenting spirit to overtake him. It's in the Bible. I'm not fronting. Go first, Samuel. God will finally say at some point, do your thing. If you think you know better than me, go ahead and do it. It sounds difficult to hear that God would allow a thing. As a matter of fact, the, the scripture says that God sent. You got to study scripture to know that God didn't send a tormenting spirit. He allowed the spirits that wanted him to overtake him. So God was fending these things off all his life, and he was playing interference for him and making sure things were working out in his favor. But at some point, Saul thought it was him doing all this stuff and not God. And God says, okay, since you think it's you, have your way. Go to 1 Samuel. I'm not fronting. Listen to me. At some point, this character that you've been all of your life, and I say character because we play these roles. This, 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 this tough guy, this, 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 you know, I stand alone and I don't need God. This character that you're playing, God will let you be alone being that character in the mess that you created. But at some point, you got to submit. Okay. I only got three points. First point was the danger of going the distance with God. The second point is the pain of holding on to your character. Let's go to the third one. Verse 25, <clears throat> excuse me. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Point number three, final point for the day, the blessing in holding on to God. Say that with me. The blessing in holding on to God.
because of the, the person that Jacob had been his entire life, um, this engagement with God wasn't going well, but Jacob didn't know it. Um, Jacob is holding his own against God, and God is not getting upper hand on Jacob, and, and he's pressing the fight all the way to daybreak. And while this fight would have been good for pay-per-view, for, you know, for our entertainment, um, it was a tragedy getting ready to happen in the spirit realm. And God sees this thing. He sees that Jacob is not understanding what's taking place. He doesn't understand. He just doesn't get while I'm here. He doesn't get while I'm wrestling with him. And because God is all-knowing and he gives us so much grace, At some point, God, he touches Jacob's hip with precision. With just enough sovereign power. Not too much, because he could have killed him. But he touches him with enough divinity to pull his hip out of socket. Jacob's hips comes out of socket and, and he realizes something. He says, he could have destroyed me a long time ago. No, y'all listen. He just, he just, he just touched my hip. This has to be God. And he could have destroyed me a long time ago. He could have stopped this fight a long time ago. He could have knocked me out and made me tap out a long time ago. But yet he wrestled with me. And I know Jacob got it. I know he got it. I know he got it. Because in the midst of the fight, after God touches his hip, Jacob goes from exchanging blows with God to embracing God. He goes from contending against God to clinging on to God. And he says to God, while he's, he's holding on to God, he, he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. He, he says, mm-mm. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I don't want to leave this place until you bless me. I'm not leaving another Sunday morning service unless you bless me. I'm not getting up off my knees one more time unless you bless me. And what he, what he says is so awesome. It's so awesome. But I have to admit, it confused me. Because if you read up a bit, you will find before he had this engagement with God, Jacob sent away all of his possessions. If you read a little further up in, in, in his narrative, you will find out that Jacob was extremely prosperous. The text says that. He was extremely prosperous. He had servants. He had camels. He had cattle. And he had mule. 
Now, just because I'm a nerd like this and I look into scripture like this, I wanted to find out why is he so successful? What's the mark to let me know that he's successful? It was the camel. The camel was like having a personal jet. Listen, he was already blessed. Y'all missing that. He was already blessed. Oh, since I'm looking at you, Ezra, I'm just going to call you. Ezra, do you know that I can have all of the stuff and still not be blessed? The boy was uber rich, and he is in this moment with God, and he says, God, I'm not leaving unless you bless me. I've been working these blessings all by myself all this time and making everything happen for me. But God, since I'm in your presence, I'm not leaving this space unless you bless me. I can't walk away from this, God. Because, God, I've made all of the right connections. I got the right degree. I got in the right program. I got the right clothes and I got a thousand followers on Instagram. God, I got it all. But for some reason, I still feel like I want to give up. For some reason, I feel like none of this is enough. But what I learned, and oh God, what Jacob gave me when he was hanging on to God, and he says, God, I'm not leaving this place unless you bless me. Because I've spent 97 years trying to bless myself, and there's so much sorrow connected to it. There's so much hurt connected to it. There's so much pain connected to it. There's so much worry connected to it. So when you bless me, God. I'm not leaving unless you bless me. (laughs) I've worked every angle I could work. (laughs) I've done everything that I know to do to make this thing work. And, 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 And it's there, and I got it. But there's so much hurt, and there's so much pain associated with it. I picked the right spouse and it's not working. I spent four years in college and I can't find a job. I made the right connection at this place and and he said he was going to come through, but he ain't caught me yet. Jacob got in front of God. And he says, I'm tired of trying to bless myself. I'm sick of trying to bless myself. God, I need this thing with your favor on it. God, I need this thing with your mercy on it. God, I'm tired of this thing. I'm sick of trying to do it by myself. So I'm not letting you go unless you bless me. Unless you fix this marriage, I'm not moving on. Unless you fix my mind, I'm not moving on.
so I wonder if there's anybody here today where you've been able to to build the wealth the way that you wanted to, and you've got the job that you've always wanted, and, and you've got the right, you know, you got the right spouse, and the kids are doing fine, and I go to the right church, and I know the right people, but I just don't feel, I just don't feel like I'm blessed the way that I'm supposed to. I wonder if there's anybody here that needs God to bless them. Jacob sends away everything. The text says he sent over everything that he had. He sent everything away from him, and he got alone with God. All of the stuff was gone. Everything that he tried to do by himself was gone. And he had an opportunity to see God. Jacob says in this thing that this has been so good with you. (laughs) He says this thing has been so good with you that I'm not going to let you go. God is like, boy, stop. Stop just, you're doing too much right now. And Jacob's like, God, you just don't know what I've been through. You just don't know what I've been by my, you don't know, God. You just don't know how difficult it's been. Jacob says, I've been trying to be a man by myself, God, and it's just not working. I've been trying to be the mother figure as much as I can, but God, it's just not working. It's difficult for me. And he says, listen to God, I listen. I need for you to bless this thing. I wonder if there's anybody here who needs God like that. Like that. Has anybody here gotten to the point where they say, you know what, God? Today on the 17th of October, I've made the decision not to move, not to move forward without you. No, no, we're going to figure this out. God, we're going to figure this out in this moment. I need your peace in this moment. I need your grace in this moment. And I'm not leaving this space until you give it to me. There's this movie that I I like. I don't even remember the name of it, but I remember the scene. The little girl sees her father for the first time in, the, in a couple weeks. And uh, he comes up and he's having conversation with her and he's doing a variety of different things. And, and she says to her father, she says, where's my bit of honey, old man? And he pulls, you know, he goes in his pocket and he sneaks behind her hair and he says, it's always been right here. And when, when, I, when I seen that, there was a conviction in this girl that knew that he had it. Yeah, we can stand here and converse, I get it, but I know that you got that thing for me. You have to get a resolve in your spirit to know that God is the only place that you can go to get the fix that you need. 
And you have to be so dead set on it that I'm not leaving this place today until, God, you give it to me. So I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.